Hello and welcome to What Else Studio. I'm your host, Masao. I'm an indie producer in Montreal working for Studio Cut to Bits. And today our guest is Evgeny Puzankov. Please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Zhenia or Evgeny Puzankov. I'm a freelance writer and narrative designer. I'm based in St. Petersburg, Russia. I've been doing uh, writing and design full-time for about seven or eight years now. Before that, I was a scripter. I was an integrator. I was a producer for a year. Like, in total, it's like 12 years at this point. Uh, I've also been doing a, a bunch of stuff on the side, like I'm doing occasionally one-page TTRPG, tabletop RPGs, and uh, I'm slowly moving into a new and fresh field of making absurd games like uh, Duck Date or Baby Labor, which you can find on my itch. And examples of commercial stuff is Safe Koch, The Long Reach, and the recent one is Song of Faka. Okay. But this podcast is called What Else Do You Do? So what else do you do? I run away from my problems, <laughs> literally. How, how's that working out for you? Uh, while I while I'm running away from my problems, everything is fine. But I will I have to come back to the house <laughs> every time. It's true. You you do have to. I mean, I guess you could keep keep running, but uh, at at that point, you have to you have to solve other problems. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at like ultra marathons or like. I have no idea how it would like. There is a Russian which isn't like ultra marathon. It's there is an ultra marathon in Russian, but then there is another word which I don't know the translation, which is like 160 kilometers, and it takes like I think two or three days to do. And I feel like this would be like three days without the problems, and then I can just keep on running. But <laughs> my lungs, my leg, and my heart will just explode. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look this up. I think ultra marathon is anything longer than a than a marathon. Because I'm looking at Wikipedia, and uh, yeah, there's there's this many 100, 160 is a is a thing. Jesus, yeah. somebody ran a thousand kilometers in six days. Oh God, this is shit. This is St. Petersburg. This is the whole England, like the British Island, just one yeah, direction. That's pretty far. <laughs> yeah. No, and in six days, this is insane. Six days, yeah. Damn. <sighs> That does that does not sound like a good time. It, uh, in a sense, I, I can see why it can be a good fun. Like there, um, uh, there is a marathon that is in uh, like west uh, East Morocco, West Sahara, which is around Sahara Desert, and it's like takes like six days or something like that. The distance is something like hundred kilometers. It's just it's Sahara Desert. So like, you you and you're running during the day, like in the sun. Uh, yeah, I think this sounds like a why. Why do people do this? Like what? I mean, why do people lift very, very heavy things? <laughs> I mean, they don't do it in the Sahara Desert. <laughs> yeah, true. And I mean, I, mean I get, I get running long distances. Like, okay, you want to run a long distance? That's fine. But like, do you have to? Do, I don't know. Well, I think it's just because people can. That's why they do it. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about um, Eddie Izzard? Do you know Do you know Eddie Izzard? Mm-hmm. Eddie Izzard ran 43 marathons in 51 days. That, that stuff I can kind of believe. That, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't oh. even want to run one marathon. I don't even <laughs> want to run half a marathon. I don't even want to run 10 kilometers. That seems, like, that seems awful. I hate running. <laughs> this is going to be a good podcast then. <laughs> 
No, the half. So like, let's let's start with the beginning. Like when when did you start running? Um, that was after Pax West in 2017 or 2018, maybe 2016, 2016 even. It's like uh, the barrier to like start starting running, apart from you know everything mental and like oh my god, I will have to run for uh, a duration of time, is just like you have to you have to have sh- comfortable shoes. <laughs> and like maybe some because I'm assuming everybody has comfortable pants. This is just a necessity, and everybody has a t-shirt. Uh, but my relationship with comfortable shoes is strenuous at best. Uh, I don't believe in comfortable footwear. <laughs> you, you don't believe in comfortable footwear? Like, what do you most, mean? Like, you, you don't think they exist, or no? I do believe that they exist. I just don't like how they look. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, and so what, do, uh, what do you what do you usually wear? Uh, in winter, in autumn, I wear uh, Sneaky Steve boots. It's a company, for, like I think, local company from Sweden. And these, uh, like, I, I used to specifically go to Sweden Games Conference and submit like every year, so that I can pass through Gothenburg Airport and buy them in their shop. Now okay. I'm doing it online naturally, <laughs> but these are very good boots, but they hurt like hell for the first two weeks. But so uh, they like eventually mold to your feet, though. I'm assuming. Yeah, eventually. eventually leather. Yeah, it's leather. Uh, it's now like they're lace or no lace, lace like yeah, it's lace shoelaces. Yeah, shoelaces uh, okay. and no zipper. No, but like now they're the most comfortable boots that I know. Uh, but you but, still wouldn't run a marathon in them. No, hundred percent. No, no, I mean <laughs> uh, this is like basically like you, they just constrain your leg immensely, and it helped out in Vienna when I was just trying to get like through like all of the museums in like three days or something, where okay. it's like your your legs don't feel pain because well they don't feel <laughs> things. <at some> point. <laughs> uh, but and like in summer, I used to wear Converse's. Now that's especially with quarantine and after like running and everything, I. Uh, but like I, there is a vin- like some somewhat vintage uh, footwear that is Russian. I think it's called Dynamo. Uh, Dynamo shoes, uh, which like it was a, like a factory and the brand started in like Soviet Union and that is still keep going, kept going. Okay. And they are uh, they are quite cheap and they look all right. Is uh, this is this like a Soviet chic kind of thing? Uh, and, uh, and yeah, like I bought uh, like a size, bi- uh, like half a size bigger uh, for this summer, and it's and because I walk around town a lot, and uh, oh my god, this is like walking on a cloud. So I might have changed my <laughs> mind now. <laughs> um, but at least back then, this was definitely because like I think I took like dress shoes for packs. Like I was supposed to exhibit. Oh yeah, on packs. events events are brutal if you don't have nice shoes. Yeah. I mean, casual like casual connect or something like developers conference where like there is a chair or like nobody cares if you are there yeah. at the booth, like it's fine. But at PAX, it's four days. Like if uh, you leave the company or publisher that have provided you with a space, I think because we went with the Long Reach, uh, and uh, Merge Games have provided us with a space and the tickets to everything. But like I was the first day in dress shoes, my like my brain just went, oh no, oh, yeah, it's not. oh we gotta change that. <laughs> And uh, like, uh, and our pub- the head of uh, our publishing was also with us, and it's it was like uh, I think like forty or something Australian man, and he just went for a run in the morning. And I'm like, oh, running! I wanted to pick up running. I might as well buy comfortable shoes that I can also use for running. I don't remember which store it was or something. It was, I think as everything with America, when I need to buy something, probably like just a Foot Locker, <laughs> just closest one. <laughs> That's the brand of American dress, uh, like clothes shops that I know. <laughs> um, 
and uh, and I bought like a pair of green ones, which actually lasted me for like three years or something. Uh-huh. Uh, I think they re- I retired them when I was living in Germany in 2020, something like that. And uh, then I but like I came back home. I put on the sweatpants and I've tried to do the thing. And I think it was like 50 meters, and that's it. And but I, I like everything died. <laughs> everything <laughs> died inside my lungs. My smoker lungs just told me that this is absolutely wrong. And uh, <laughs> the legs were somewhat more fine. Like I use, I'm used to walking a lot. But uh, the whole body was like, we are not used to do this. Because this is also like the first like kind of uh, somewhat permanent exercise that I have ever done. I used to do uh, a little bit of judo in school, a little bit of sambo in university. But that's like, you know, two or three months and mostly just so that I can don't need to do physical education. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and I did sambo mostly because I could, uh, if, if the coach was drunk, then it was really easy to just not do anything. Um, but uh, this was literally like the first proper like exercise, so <laughs> this was like completely unexpected in every sense for my body. But after that, I somehow like kept going. Weirdly, as I think it's just that uh, it's literally you go walk out of the house, you start running, and then at some point you will stop and come back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you were saying that. Um, You've been doing more running since the since the COVID lockdown. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily correlate it with COVID though. Okay, uh, like this was because uh, I think up like for three years it was like uh, okay, two three kilometer stops and then I'm dead. Uh, like in Germany, I went to five, but during lockdown, we were like this is all like. Like for starters, this is one of the things that you can do during the lockdown. And uh, like in winter or in autumn, you still have to cover your face anyway, so everything is fine. I'm used to that. Uh, and maybe that like just like started the habit, uh, or maybe just like I got better. And like at this point, it's like running two three kilometers is like I just want more after that. And like the uh, like if I go for a run just to like offload the extra energy that I've got that I have no way to to deal with otherwise it's like three kilometers doesn't work for me anymore so it just starts to go like five six seven at some point and okay. uh, like when it's like oh I can go for like a two kilometer run and everything will be fine but everything else is like no too much like this is your normal pace but now like I can walk out of the house and like I'm going to run 10 kilometers today and I'm just going to run 10 kilometers and be absolutely fine. Like this is, this is like, that's, now it's like a, it's like a thing you do. Like how, how often do you run? Do you run every day? You don't run every day, right? I used to run every day when I was running small distances, weirdly. Uh, now, like if now with uh, like, I run like two, three times a week, probably. Uh, like I try to do a tenner, uh, 10 kilometers at least once a week. And uh, something like recoveries for probably five kilometers, uh, just to shove them in. Uh, unless I somehow again accidentally run half a marathon, which happens only accidentally, uh, <laughs> then I just like okay for two weeks we are taking a break. <laughs> we don't do nothing okay. because everything hurts after half a marathon. I'm sure I'm not doing it right. Hundred percent not doing it right. <laughs> huh. That's interesting, though. But ten kilometers is casual. But somehow, when you get to twenty kilometers, it's uh, 
it's yeah. uh everything hurts <laughs> yeah that's a that's like the first time i read it this was also like when it was very hot i have no idea well somehow somewhat very uh for context to the listeners i'm from a northern swamp plus 30 for me is hell already um uh, but it was, it, it was during the heat wave or something like that, and I had water, and but there were a lot of gas stations uh, nearby where I could refill. Uh, and uh, uh, new things started to happen at like 15, like eight, 16 or 17 kilometers that I was not prepared for, like nipple chafing. That's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, chafing of everything else, which is also not fun. And there are ways to do it, but if you run it accidentally and you were not prepared, it's like, oh, oh, this is a new thing now. Um, my back hurts after that. It's like, this is like a lot of uh, pressure on it. Yeah, uh, compression, uh, I guess. Yeah, and uh, I'm pretty sure this is like an issue with the form because I was mostly like just listening to the Nike running app or something like that and just going with it. Like I didn't like subs- uh, sign up for some running group or something like that with a coach mm-hmm. i should at this point um because uh but uh like uh and, and the, like i also like preparation for half a marathon 100 percent. there should be some not just like oh i feel like i'm running i don't feel like i'm stopping or i got lost which happened to <laughs> me once um or i forgot that there is another bridge between them uh and uh like eventually just like maybe like the pace management is should be different or something like that but mm. like after 10 kilometers at this point like whatever the condition i'm like i feel absolutely fine but after 20 every time after 20 kilometers uh not 22 it's uh, like i either have like uh a lot is chafing or uh like my my back and my neck it legitimately hurts like mm. i have to light i have to lie a lot lie down a lot uh and uh, legs hurt like like motherfuckers like it's uh i'm assuming this is just how it works but also like for three days it just hurts it just hurts and at some mm. point also like during this distance because like um I mean, the the soreness of the muscles after like workout is absolutely normal thing. But, like after like ten, fifteen, it's mostly just like uh, legs beneath, uh, like thighs and beneath that hurt. At twenty kilometers, your butt starts hurting, and that's new, uh, and that's weird. <laughs> but it happens only like after the distance because I think okay. like just it's the new muscles are kicking in so that you keep can keep going or something. Do you think it's just like you haven't built up enough endurance? Like, I think do you so. think if you keep going, like, you know, half a marathon is going to be casual? Um, I don't think it's ever going to be casual because it's still two and a half hours. Uh, and it's harder to get time for two and to, like to check out, <laughs> like cut out two and a half hours to do that. But like maybe like once a month or something like that. Sure. Yeah. But because like 10 kilometers also like brought me a lot of pain and suffering uh, the first time. Initially, so, yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming this like uh, this endurance can be built to like maybe half a marathon. Yeah. I don't see how like marathon, cause, like marathon is like legitimately a serious, uh, I forgot the word, so let's just call it a workout. Uh, <laughs> endeavor. <laughs> endeavor. Thank you. Uh and uh, so I'm assuming it's still going to be a hassle to which you have to prepare, and after which you have to recover for it uh, oh. like, for quite a lot. I have no like I have no idea. I have how no idea. I, I, I have no idea. I mean, but I mean, isn't it just based on how fast you run it? Either like like I'd imagine people who are like Olympic athletes that run marathons. Like like I think 
like, is it possible for them to run a casual marathon? Like, it's not, like, if they're not really pushing themselves? Or do you think, like, anybody who runs that much, it's it's going to have, it's going to be taxing on their body? Um, I'm basing it on what Coach Bennett from Nike Running Plus Club have told me. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's, like, uh, it's a different, uh, different pace and different, like long long distance run is different from a short distance run. Like you can run, you can try to run fast if you're running three or five kilometers, and this is like possible. And also like three kilometers and five kilometers is a different pace because you have to like measure it. On a long distance run, I think it when one of them uh, here like just like because there are also breaks involved. Like at some point, your body will just have to pee. And you will have to stop somewhere. You will like also like three kilometers. I can get or, like five kilometers. I can get out of it without water. Like I drink water beforehand and I rehydrate afterwards. Yeah. But if I run uh, like more than ten kilometers, I have to stop by a gas station and buy myself some water, hundred percent. So there is like there is also like it's a stop, and uh, and it's usually like it's it's not a point of being like making the marathon fast. I think. Uh, and more of like just doing it already is uh, a success enough, basically. But like, because I think also the times for marathons are less, uh, uh, like they're they're more. Uh, no, I forgot the. I'm not sure I know the word. Uh, they're more feasible. They sound like normal times, except you also have to do these times while running for like four hours. Um, <laughs> Well, it's a different pace. So, like, it's there is no point in running like uh, what is like I think not not four kilometers, like ten kilometers an hour. I'm saying the speed out of like pulling the speed out of my ass. Uh, but like instead of ten, you go for like eight because you will have to pace yourself and manage yourself. And there's also yeah. like you can just run like a, a, a little bit slow, a little bit uh, fast, yeah. and kind of like prepare for that. You can kind of relax while running like at very slow recovery pace. At this point, it's just like, oh, it's fine. It's going. Hmm. Well, let's talk about video games and how this relates to video games. Um, so what do you think you get out of running that you don't out of making video games? Hmm. Before uh, before we started, I was uh, debating with myself how belligerent I want to get with it, <laughs> uh, or depressing. Um, so I think uh, I think I wanted to start running just because I needed some something to uh, to change, like to change like uh, incrementally. I think that wasn't. Uh, I I don't don't think I was in a rut when I when it was starting out, because it was like already like eight years in the career. So like things should start happening, right? And they were not happening, and it was like a period of stagnation. And uh, stagnation as a freelancer also scares you a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, because it's not like your employer is a is an asshole that doesn't want to raise your money or give you more responsibilities. It's like nobody is giving it to you, or you're not uh, raising your money or something. And Run kind of gave that, like, okay, something has changed. I got better at something, and there is a clear result, a clear, like, goal post, like, one kilometer, two kilometers, three kilometers. Uh, also, like, as a Russian, you get very cynical about, like, financial uh, gains or something like that, because, like, in our history, we know that at any given point, uh, it can all just go away. <laughs> uh, which it did at least twice for me. Well, not all, half. Um and uh and uh yeah and also peace just peace and calm uh 
which is weird about this strenuous effort. But while I'm running, I'm not, I'm a very anxious person. Like I'm like main thing that we are talking with my therapist is like, I'm very anxious person. Yes, you are. <laughs> Here is things that you need to do to be a less anxious person. And the next time I go, I'm still an anxious person. Okay, let's try different things. <laughs> uh, but while I'm running, there are no worries. Like even at the height of my anxiety where I had a panic attack, uh, like where I couldn't leave the house at all. I could still leave the house to run. And, uh, like, uh, that was just, I forget about, like, you forget eventually about everything. It's just you, music, podcast, audiobook, whatever, whatever you're doing at the moment. Although I do audiobooks very rarely. I space out a lot while running. <laughs> like, this is not a way, good way to do an audiobook. And uh, it's almost like a meditative uh, experience eventually. Like, it just a way to alleviate this anxiety that uh, helps out. Like, if it's a very nervous day. Uh, like it's stressful and your heart is beating uh, just as it is and you can't eat. Uh, I just uh, pull up my shoes, go for a run and it kind of gets better a little bit or at least for two hours. My heart is uh, beating very, very fast. Not because, oh, I, I oh no, somebody hasn't paid me yet or like the deadline is looming, but because like, well, we are running, well, you're running. right now. <laughs> yeah. Like this it's is normal to be reaction. Doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, yeah, and it's also a little bit like, apart from this, like, meditative, like, I do, like, find it a little bit spiritual in a sense. And I'm, like, I'm an atheist and, like, spirituality was never part of my existence. Uh, but, um, like, when I was leaving for, to study in Kern for a year and a half, and this was, like, in the middle of running, um, I was, St. Petersburg is one of those cities, I think like New York would be a, a good comparison where it's very hard to leave it unless you really fucking want to leave it. Like you either hate it or you love it uh, to bits. And I was born here, so I don't really have a choice other than to love it. <laughs> so uh, when I was living, I was like literally heartbroken about like, oh, I'm, I might not see my city for a long, long time. And I was like, St. Petersburg is built in a very, very bad place. So it can go, like there is a good chance that it will go underwater anytime soon. Uh, and uh, like while I'm running, I'm running around town. Like I don't do all the circles or of treadmill. Just bores me just thinking about it. Like uh, if because like if it's boring, then it's just pain and suffering. And why? Mm -hmm. Like at that point, I'm asking like, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> uh, but running around town, there's a bit of connection with the city. Uh, there's stuff that I see that doesn't loop back to video games which is like a massive, a massive boost. Like almost go, like, uh, at least as an at some point, like everything is like, it's holistic design. So like everything I like remember, everything I see, I can loop back into the video games and try to use them somehow. Like I used to call it writer's research as an excuse to do stupid shit and like, hey, it's writer's research. I can use it in a game, which I don't, of course, because it's not like games are very fun to write. And, uh, but uh, and so, like everything that, like, if I go to like acting classes, like, okay, I will be thinking while acting classes, how can I loop it back to the video game? Uh, if I go to sewing, I will be thinking like, okay, how can I loop it back into the like design of the clothes and everything? To running, there is like, the, I had two thoughts about running that can loop back into video games. One is that why has nobody made uh, people sweat while they're running in a video game? Because that would be like, a, like people would just glow and that would make sense. Uh, and uh, the other one was just 
somehow distances where it's like cities like look small when you're running through them somehow in video games and that looks somehow weird when you're just walking around but uh like my city is uh six million people so like it's big it's like 20 uh it's like 40 kilometers north to south at least and and now it looks smaller <laughs> somehow and uh that kind of like looped and like made it uh, making the understanding and maybe like something to do Oh, yeah. And I think I made a game about uh, running on a threadmill, but that one was based on uh, an exhibit uh, called Nimaskva, where it's just a threadmill in front of a neon sign saying, you will die anyway. And I just put a uh, mixed sample <laughs> person like running. It's the most Russian like thing I have ever seen. And also, while it was in a museum, people were coming to the threadmill to take pictures with it, which I think adds like immensely to the experience. <laughs> It's wonderful. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I think it's like it's a way to get out of actual like making a video game. Cause, like, uh, I don't do much <laughs> outside of video games. Like, it has been like fully consuming my life for a long, long time. And doing something outside of it, like, it's immensely helpful. Hey, I didn't get belligerent or depressing. <laughs> it's success for me. <laughs> okay, so well, usually I ask like, so how do you think this impacts you as a game developer in terms of your process and output? Unless you, th I don't know, you touched on it a little bit saying that this, it doesn't. But what do you think? <laughs> um, it definitely out outputs, yeah. But just in terms of, I have more and like, not energy capacity to actually do like work on video games. Um, I think, but, but partly, like it's a small percentage, probably. I think uh, doing my masters in Germany helped more. Like, I think before, uh, like I did masters uh, about a year ago, and before I went to do them, uh, uh, I think I think if I didn't do masters and didn't run, I would probably quit by now, like the industry altogether. Like for me, it's just an endless wave of frustration. Which is like, like <laughs> wanting to quit video games is like nothing new. <laughs> like we have a notoriously huge burnout rate. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they just uh, somehow allowed to do it. It's also like to think of maybe like on a run, I will start like just thinking of some game in the background or uh, go for a run while it's getting released so that my nervous system is fine. Or instead of yelling at somebody who is really annoying, uh, because they don't want to pay me a rate that I want to be paid or something like that, I can just go for a run and yell at the at the seagulls, whatever I wanted to yell at them. <laughs> at some point, seagulls will attack me, and that would be absolutely warranted. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, this is the, dep the depressing part, I think, uh, that I somehow wanted to go into, because it's... Like I was really frustrated. At this point, I'm like this absurd games. I'm almost considering like as a career change, basically, instead of like my commercial writing that I'm doing for uh, for other games. Like they're fine, they're cool. It's just, uh, it's just frust frustration. I I can't remember any other word that doesn't involve swearing. <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah. Well, I think. We've been going for a while. I think it's time to wrap up. So it's going to be the last question. And the last question is, what is something you want people to know about running? Um, is there anything you want people to know about running? I would I would just do a recommendation, I think. Yeah, you um, can do that. Yeah. 
like uh, just get whatever pants you have in your house. If you like whatever, comf- like if the shoes are just comfortable and they're running like sneakers, just get into them and just try. Like it's not a point to like I don't I I only bought like uh, an actual running uh, clothes only just for winter because I also run at minus thirty and like running it minus thirty when you have two of everything on you is a little bit uncomfortable um, and just like there, there is a bunch of stuff of like running being like. Uh, only like if you're super healthy, like super healthy lifestyle, something like that, then you can do that. Like I first started to motivate me by like, okay, uh, there is this good kebab place. If I run all the way to this kebab place, I will get the kebab. <laughs> and that kebab is also delicious, by the way. And it was like a kilometer and a half. So like the first time, like I couldn't do that. So I picked like, okay, I will run to the coffee shop that has very good coffee. And that is like 800 meters. Like that became like a proper motivation to, like a better motivation to do that other than just, okay, I need to run because I need to like be healthier or something like that. There is a part of like, I run so that I don't die at the age of, at the prime age of 35, like most of <laughs> Russians. Uh, but, uh, like my mother was like, oh, you started running. Now you will quit smoking. You will start eating healthy. I'm like, no, that's not the point. I run so that I can keep doing that. (laughs) So you still, you still smoke even if you run. Okay. I mean, it's like, actually my lungs don't, uh, don't bother me that much at this point, unless I do a fart leg, which is like a switch of paces of like, like run really fast. Okay. Now really slow. Now really fast. Now really slow. Uh, that put like lungs at that point do give me a give me a bit of a problem. Uh, mostly my legs hurt. I stop because of legs rather than lungs. Mm. Um, like you can, it's just uh, don't do like in a way that uh, somebody like is telling you. Don't do it on a treadmill. That shit is just boring. Like <laughs> also like a motivation. Uh, at this point, I'm just doing. So I see on Insta like there is. A, the very good part of like why I get out on the run is usually there are places in everybody's city that you will just never go to. Not because it's dangerous or anything, but just because there is literally no reason to it's go to a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no way to ever be convenient for starters because there is no subway nearby. Like you will have to take like a subway and three buses to get there. And that's if your infrastructure is legit. <laughs> uh, but or, also... or you can run 10 kilometers. <laughs> yeah. But also, it's like a crossroad with a cute picture on, with a nice picture on the wall, and like uh, I can just run there, and it's uh, both an activity that is healthy for me, and I also see parts of the city that I have never seen before. Um, uh, also, like just mixing it up is also like fine. I did recently start a project. Well, yeah, I suppose it's a project. I just ride down uh, the subway line and uh, to the final station, and then just run from there home. And I have seen districts where, again, I would have never gone, and they are they are legitimately interesting. There are some museums that are really fascinating. Some urban development. There is a factory. Uh, got uh, I think it's called a, yeah, it's a Buchala, uh, which like I remember it because uh, I worked as a security guard nearby. Um, like it's completely. It used to be completely run down. Now it's like very cute. Somehow, like somebody has changed, like somebody has put some lights uh, on the facade. It's uh, really fancy now. Uh, there's also like all of the pie shops that I have just ran by because I was running through. I don't know that uh, what ethnicity, but uh, some diaspora. And now I want to go back there, 
a nice park by the river and all of these places where again like i might take people i might take somebody there now and like walk around but like i would never deliberately like go there there is no chance. And like, it was a way to explore it. Uh, I think it's a really great. Even like nearby, there was my favorite coffee shop. I would have uh, is on the str- was on the street that was parallel to the house I lived in, uh, and like I just never you know turned around, turned the corner to see that it's there. But then I was passing by, running, and hey, there is a coffee shop, and I like memorize it now, like see how it goes. So like, just as a recommendation, just. Ignore what uh, what is the idea of people starting out running, like buying all the clothes and everything, which also <laughs> will stop you 100%. It costs money. Uh, and uh, and just like figure out, okay, what is the minimum uh, possible involvement I can do to like probably get on a run? And like, again, I'm not the healthiest person even with running, <laughs> but it's I legitimately liked it. I, I somehow stick with running more than with yoga, and I really enjoy yoga. Somehow having my butt above my head is very, very pleasing. I have no idea how to explain it. <laughs> but I don't I can't stick to it because like meditative meditative uh, experience of like meditative experience of yoga where it's like it's just this breathing and everything just doesn't work for my anxiety. But mm. running does. And it's one and like you know, giving it a try, and yeah, you—it's—it's it's absolutely hateful, and it's a bitch to start <laughs> eventually, but it gets better, and then it gets fun, and also the changes to the body that happen because of that. Oh, your legs will look hot, hundred percent. It's worth it just for that. <laughs> Running around the city in the short shorts. Oh man. Oh boy. People look. <laughs> Well, uh, I think I think that's it. Thank you very much, and Thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks for taking the time. And uh, I'll see you around. Yeah, happy to be happy to do that. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Dave Wallace for providing the music, and thank you to Therese Lance for providing the logo. Bye. <laughs>